0: Kia ora and welcome to the Have a Chat with Nat podcast. A fun and insightful look into the life of me, Nat Hugel, AKA Lily Loka, actress, burlesque and drag artist, teacher and events manager. I'll be chatting about topical subjects, my experiences and opinions, as well as providing educational material for actors and creatives alike. I'll also be joined by the occasional guest from within the creative industries and we can share our experience and knowledge with you, our listeners. Hello everyone and welcome to the Have A Chat With Nat podcast. I am your host, Nat Hugo. How is it going? Um, so yeah, it's been a hot minute. We know that. I say that every single time I come back on here. (laughs) But you should be used to it by now. I basically record these podcasts when I can. I wish I could do them weekly. I'm sure if I pushed myself hard enough, I probably could do them weekly. But to be honest, your girl's busy. And I... You know, I don't, I do this podcast purely because I love podcasts, I love listening to podcasts, and I want to give you some informative information. I'm not good at the tappity tappity right thing, so if I have something to say, I find it so much easier to talk. Fortunately, today, uh, well, not so fortunate for me, because it means I'm not getting work done, <laughs> but like, this is work, it's work, um, I'm just not paid for it. Uh, By the way, you can probably, (laughs) I live on a farm and uh, you can probably hear I've got the window open behind me and there's sheep in that paddock directly behind me. So if you hear the occasional bath, then, you know, just try to envisage this little soundscape of you being on the farm and relaxing. It's a, well, I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon, you know, just having a glass of whatever, smelling the sweet smell of the green grass and... The hearing the rustling of the wind and the barring of the lambs. <laughs> what the hell am I on about? I don't know. Anyway, um, so I went to the gym today and then hubby texted me being like, oh, the power's out. And I was like, oh, okay, because it happens quite a lot out where I live in the rural in the wop wops. But uh, apparently there was a planned outage and we have no power until about five o'clock at night. So I was like, oh great, well there goes all my work, and I don't have any data left on my phone, so what the hell am I going to do? So I thought, you know what, I am going to do a podcast, because it has been such a hot minute, and I'm so sorry, but you know, your girl's been hustling, she's been working hard, Um, I've been a mum, I've also had Shane at home for the past month and a bit, Uh, he had quite big foot surgery, and he's been on bed rest, so... I've been playing nurse to him and making sure that he's fed and able to get a get around and um, and then obviously being a mum and yeah, just trying to hustle and get be booked and blessed during this time, which has actually been really good. Like my November is starting to look really good and that's just because I've been hustling like a mofo. I've um, also, very exciting news, and I'll probably do a solo podcast about this, but for those of you that don't know, I run my own production company called Vava Vavadon Productions, and I specialize in creating vivacious cabaret vaudeville uh, and burlesque and theatrical shows uh, and events, and I went on hiatus this year as soon as the first lockdown came in because I just, you know, I just didn't know what was going to happen and things were so uncertain. And so, what I decided to do, and I really lost my mojo, and I've talked about this before about, uh, yeah, just really losing my creative mojo and not really knowing what I wanted to do and felt very uninspired. I've really felt like, and I I think I mentioned this in my last podcast, but I really feel like my mojo is coming back and I'm feeling excited. I've made plans for next year. I've I've revamped my company and I don't want to say anything because I want it all to be released. I'm still finessing some certain things. I've got some really cool things in store next year. I've applied for um, some festivals to produce shows. I'm in the midst of writing a event, uh, a show season application to a venue. So, uh, I'm planning some really cool photo shoot packages, uh, there's, I will be teaching burlesque again, uh, so yeah, there's heaps of stuff going on and I'm just all finessing it, I'm also redoing the website, uh, I'm doing it through WordPress and that's, I've been learning how to do that, so that's a thing, uh, which has actually been really fun, I love that kind of stuff, like kind of being thrown in the deep end with website design and things like that and kind of figuring it out for myself, so yeah, that's been cool. So anyway, enough about that. What we are here today to discuss. Now I'm going to try, <laughs> I say this every time, but I'm going to try and keep this below 20 minutes. Like normally I'm aiming for half an hour, but if I give myself 20 minutes, then if I go over time by 10 minutes, then I'm still within that 30 minute. Whilst if I say 30 minutes, I'll probably go in for 40. So um, basically what I'm going to talk to you about today is PSA, public service announcement from a producer. Now I wrote this as the, uh, so this is a blog post, which I'm going to be basically paraphrasing to you and also adding and libbing and adding bits on. But I wrote what I wrote in the blog post as a Facebook status and it got really, it kind of went a bit viral. Um, and a lot of people shared it and kind of resonated with it. And I think it's, yeah, like basically I was just voicing what I as a producer, expect of a performer um, and vice versa. So without further ado, uh, I will go into it. Uh, so first off, communications. Look, no matter how many shows that, say if you've performed for me before, and it may have been six months ago, it may have been two years ago, regardless of how many shows you perform in with a producer, it's always good to touch base. And this comes back to that whole, oh, there's some very noisy birds in the background there. Um, it always pays to touch base with producers every six to like maybe 12 months at the absolute like minimum. Uh, You know, just let them know what you've got coming up, uh, if you've got any new acts on board, uh, what your schedule's looking like. Because to be honest, like, As a producer, you you deal with a lot of different people and sometimes people kind of fall off your radar if you're not always seeing them. And because of like Facebook algorithms and Instagram algorithms, you're not always seeing people who you're used to seeing um, on your feed all the time. I know for, it always seems like, do you ever get it like when you're scrolling through your newsfeed, it always seems like the same people come up and that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're happy with who you're following. But there's so many people that you're actually missing out on because that algorithm's just not working in their favor, I guess, they're just not there. So number one, communication, Uh, flick them an email, be like, hey, look, haven't heard from you in a while. Just letting you know that I have some booking dates coming up, etc., etc. And it's really important how you phrase your email. It's like make it congenial, make it professional, uh, but don't guilt trip the the producer. And I'm going to go into this a little bit down the line. So on the topic of communication, number two. Look, life happens, right? And things come up, problems occur, stress, like stress is a big one and it makes us forget deadlines or especially like I find uh, I always do both, usually when I produce a show I create a secret Facebook group and then I also have email trail, so I do both email and Facebook because with Facebook groups the annoying thing is, is that sometimes people don't get the notification and another thing that I've noticed now is that you can't, add people directly into a group like you can send them an invitation to be added but if they get a lot of notifications they just won't get it Um, and so I've had groups where people have been sent an invite but they haven't seen the invitation and so they miss out on a whole bunch of stuff that is in the communication group so I always send an email as well just to be sure that we've dotted the i's and crossed the t's but I'll never I never get frustrated with someone handing in their music late or turning up to a venue a little bit late. So long as they communicate with me and tell me that this is going to happen. Look, I have anxiety. I get that shows and especially if you're performing a new act for the first time or it's a different environment, it can be really anxiety inducing and I totally understand that. But you also, it's Performer have a responsibility to communicate to those who have employed your services, and you know there, there shouldn't there's no excuse. Like it would be a pretty Poor piss poor job of the producer not to give you a mobile number or a contact details to be like hey look call me if you need me if you get stressed out by phone calls I know a lot of people do then text I always make a point of telling my performers do not contact me via Facebook Messenger because I don't have notifications on my Messenger so always text me or call me or WhatsApp me or something so basically like just help us do our job right and if you if you communicate with us that's cool. Like, you know, I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to get frustrated at you for telling me if you're running late or, you know, your tires popped in your car or something. But I will get frustrated if you just don't turn up or you have a call time that you just relate to for no good reason. You know what I mean? Read the email in full. Oh, my Uh, okay so uh, actually say here my biggest gripe is when I explicitly ask for information or photos from performance in an email and do not get what I need. This just shows me like if you haven't bothered to read the email in full like usually if I'm doing an email to all my cast or I'm asking for something specific I'll usually put it in bold at the end and I'll say please reply to this email to let me know that you've read it. Or if it's in the Facebook group, I'll say, can you like this post so I know that you've read it? So if you've liked it and you still haven't sent me everything that I, or, you know, you reply and you still don't send everything that I've asked for, it's just, it just makes my job harder. Like, I'm, we're all adults here. And if you can't do a simple thing, like read a damn email and send me something when I need it, I understand, like, you know, I, I usually don't demand the things straight away. I'll give you enough time, but it actually saves a lot of my time if people just send me the stuff when the stuff is due, uh, rather than me having to chase and follow up and chase and follow up. Honestly, 70% of the time, I'm having to follow people up because they just don't read emails properly. And honestly, the people who do get all their stuff to me without a problem, they're the people who I'll be more inclined to rehire, because it's the people who make the job easier, as well as obviously being talented, who are the ones who I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'll have you back again. Producers are clueless. So this goes back to the whole, having a communication and rapport with the producer. If you've been in a show that I've cast, and um, I tend to generally forget what acts people have in their arsenal, Uh, So, if you haven't been in touch with a producer for a while, yeah, just get in touch and tell them what's up and what's new. And think about it this way, if a producer doesn't know what you have in your arsenal, they aren't psychics or mind readers, you know, they're never gonna know. So, yeah, just be in touch with them and tell them what's going on. When it's, okay, so this is another sort of deadline, meet your deadlines. So, this kind of leads in from that email, you know, read your emails, but when a producer tells you that your music is due in at five o'clock on a Thursday, it means it's due in at five o'clock on a Thursday. It doesn't mean it's due in three days later. (laughs) It means it's due in at five o'clock on a Thursday. And usually, like, I never put the absolute deadline in. Like, I'll ask for it a couple of days before, uh, so say if my deadline is Saturday, I'll ask for it on a Thursday so that if there is that last minute like Oh my god, my music track's gone missing or whatever, then you can allow for that If you know that you're going to be busy and you're going to be pressed with time to get things in, it's like time management. Go and get, you know, make sure that you've got everything in before you, you know, if you know you've got a busy week ahead, make sure you get Everything that needs to get done, show music sent or blurbs or acts or whatever have you done before all the busyness starts. Or else you're just going to forget about it and it's just going to add extra stress to you. Yeah, as I said, like, a a good producer should give you a certain amount of time to be able to get things in. So, at the most, like, one to two weeks minimum in terms of, like, bios, information, um, music all of that kind of stuff, like two, like 14 days is plenty enough time. And especially if it's an act that you've done before, uh, then you should have that stuff already in your arsenal. So it's just a matter of putting it into an email and writing maybe a bit of a blurb if they've asked for something specific for that show and then sending it off. Again, I'm more likely to hire, rehire someone again who has met their deadlines and just sends me everything that I need and makes my job easier. Uh, you might be the most talented person in the world, but if you are a shit communicator and you don't get your stuff into me, then I'm not. I might not hire you again. It's just a simple fact of it. Sit your ego down. This is important. Never, ever, ever think that you're too big for your own boots. Never think that gigs are just going to come to you because that's not the way that the cookie crumbles. It's just not the way that the world works. As a performer in New Zealand and really anywhere, you have to hustle your ass to get work. And I'm not saying that that means that you have to live a life of being a tortured artist who has life hard. You don't have to live hard life um but you do need to hustle and yes there comes a time when you've been performing for long enough and you've got your name out and you've made networks that people start to come to you and I have that you know but there I still need to have those open lines of communication with other producers and events managers and things like that to keep them to for me to be on their radar because again people forget People see, you know, events, people, uh, promoters, they see new talent all the time. So if you want to be booked and blessed, then you need to be opening and uh, maintaining those lines of communication back yourself. Now, this is a big one because, and I've spoken about it before in terms of self-worth as a performing artist, we are our biggest critics and I was trying to think of it when I was driving home today about you know self-talk and the way that we talk to ourselves and if would you say some of the things that you say to yourself to somebody else probably not um how often do you look in the mirror and go fuck you look good today. I really like what I'm wearing. I'm feeling like a boss. You know, like that kind of same feeling when you've just had your hair done or you've just, your friend's done your makeup and you feel like you're feeling your oats, you know, but how often do we actually feel like that when we are by ourselves having a good hard look at ourselves? We hardly ever do that. What we do is we just pick out all our imperfections and we give this real negative self-talk and you are what you think. And As performers, like, again, I've said this before, but there's a fine line between ego and uh, confidence. If you want to make it as a performer as full-time as you can in New Zealand or a producer or whatever have you, as a creative, then you need to be able to back your talent and your worth. And some things that I've had from people and, and even professional performers is them talking directly down about themselves Um, And I'm like, well, why would I cast you in my show if you can't even have your own back, you know? And I've had people say, oh, you know, I'm a bit shit or blah, 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 blah. And I've turned around and said, don't talk about yourself like that. And they're like, oh, no, no, I'm just joking. I'm like, but I'm potentially someone who would hire you. And if you don't have your back, then I'm not, you don't really give me the vote of confidence to be able to, you know, Hi you if you don't have your own back how do you expect anybody else to what is in your arsenal have some way for producers to find your acts and what you do website YouTube Facebook pages Instagram you know you could you uh, simple ways of getting around it if you don't have a website have like a Instagram highlight Um, of the different acts like um, have a, you know, and you can make a story each about each act that you have so that if someone goes to your Instagram to look to book you for a gig and you have a story highlight that says axe, then they can go there and find out a little bit more information about what you have in your arsenal. Um, that's so simple to do. And, or like a website uh, because, you know, Google is obviously the biggest search engine in the world. The second biggest search engine is YouTube. So you could have little like app teasers on Uh, YouTube, I usually don't, unless it's an act that's been around for a very long time and it's very well known, I wouldn't put a full video on YouTube because it's kind of like you're giving too much away. So I usually put little act highlights reels. Um, but yeah, if people don't know what you offer, then how are they going to know if it's not listed somewhere? No low resolution blurry pictures plus. If you are serious about your craft, you will go and get some high-resolution photos done. Now this, uh, usually for promotional things, um, get some beautiful promotional photos done of you looking glitz and glam with a clear backdrop. Uh, so then it's easy for the person who's making posters, etc. to just like sort of pop you in rather than having to blur out all the background and stuff like that. Actors, they get professional headshots. The, a lot. there's a lot of actors who don't invest in it and they just don't get the work because a client will look at that and go you know what they pro- <laughs> it, 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 you know it may it be down to a financial thing and I get that 110% because when I was first listed on books and stuff I didn't have the money to be able to go and get headshots but it is so worth the investment and I'm, this is something that I've been telling myself uh, with you know investing into and you know rebranding that and up you know uh, leveling up with that is that to make money you've got to spend money sometimes and i kind of feel that that is definitely the way Things work in terms of just getting headshots or pro- professional photos done. Um, if you look at someone's Instagram or uh, Facebook and page, and you're a client or you know an events producer who wants to hire somebody, which person are you most likely probably going to hire? The person who has invested into getting some promotional shots done that are crystal clear, that look amazing, or the person who has taken some blurry. Uh, you know, side of stage shots. You know, it's just worth investing in yourself. Be courteous backstage. You may be the most talented performer in this side of the sun, but if you're disrespectful backstage to your fellow performers, i.e. taking selfies when there's someone half naked with the boobs out trying to put a pasty on in the background, or, um, you know, trying to tuck themselves (laughs) then you can be pretty sure that you won't be booked again. Also another thing too like as an anxious person I get that you know some people get stage fright or pre-show anxiety and I get it but if you are one of those people then put things in place to be able to Uh, put methods in place or little routines in place so that you can kind of quell your anxiety before you go on stage. And if you are one of those people who tend to you know, be a bit more dramatic in terms of, you know, if they have a bit of a meltdown before they go on stage, if you're a crier or whatever, then take yourself off somewhere so you're not affecting the mood and the energy levels of the people around you. You know, go go and have a cry in the toilet, come back, compose yourself, and then go on stage. Don't have a full-blown meltdown in front of everybody before they're going on stage because, Although I am 110% sympathetic to people with anxiety and things like that, it's also a little bit disrespectful. If you know that that's what you do and that's how you handle things, yeah, it's like, well, if you know that, then put methods in place so that others aren't affected. By you. You're still very much welcome and you know and sometimes it's worth having a talk with the producer as well. I mean like look and the producer should be sympathetic and understanding be like cool well if you need your own space then you can go here you can go here like you know just yeah it's again communication. Know that producers take a risk. When producers produce a show you know, whenever you take undertake something that's going to cost money and you're waiting on the ticket sales for that money to come through, you're taking a risk. If you've agreed with the producer that they'll pay you an outright fee, the producer is liable to pay you regardless. They can't just come to you and be like, oh, well, we didn't make enough money, so I can't pay you. And if they do, then they shouldn't have produced a show in the first place because they should have had some money in reserves for if ticket sales fell through, or they didn't budget properly. If you're working on a profit share where there is a risk you may not get anything, then so be it. That's part of a risk that you have to take on board too. But if the show makes a loss, which if you're doing profit share, then you'll be out of pocket as well as the producer. A sad truth is that a lot of industry producers don't allocate themselves a fee. They basically have the dregs that are left over. And it's sad because like I've had to like, you know, I've been now, I have like a little tiny reserve that I give myself um, if I ever do profit share uh, because of all the work and time and effort and this is my job you know what I mean but um I still hold that risk of not being able to pay my performers um but I always would and I have been in that position before where I lost thousands of dollars and I had to use my husband and savings to even though I wasn't obligated because we were doing a profit share even though I wasn't obligated to pay my performers I still paid out over two thousand dollars just because I felt so terrible and um Yeah, be kind to your producers. They're taking a risk too. They're putting a lot of work behind the scenes. And yeah, always thank them. Thank them for giving you the stage time and for doing their job. Rehearse. You've been booked to perform an act or two. Ensure that this piece is rehearsed, costume is bang on, and that you hit those beats. The amount of times that I've heard performers, not in shows I've produced, uh, But in shows I've been booked to perform in. Say they've only rehearsed once or improvised on the spot is insane. Yeah, look, I have improvised some pieces and that's not, but I've rehearsed the acts and then there's spots within the choreography that I've left for improvisation. um, But I won't improvise the whole thing. Conduct yourself professionally in a public. This goes for... It goes for everyone, really. When you're attending a show or if you're out at one, please, 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 for your own brand and your own sake of those who are contracting you, behave in a professional manner. For example, if you're invited to perform at a show and you know there'll be audience members having a couple of drinks and stuff after the show, if you came in your trackies and you forgot a dress to get changed into afterwards, come out in costume and chat to them. Don't come out in your tracksuit pants, okay? Okay. Leave your tracksuit pants for when all the punters have gone home and you kind of want to sneak out the back door. Nothing wrong with that. Also, another thing watch how much you drink the amount of times that I've seen performers either have a bit too much liquid courage because they're nervous about going on stage or they just haven't watched the amount of drinks that they drink and then directly like after a show or even in a show just be completely fucking blotto and then they make a fool of themselves not only in front of the producer but the cast crew and the uh and the audience mate it ain't cool And you've gotta always remember that even if you're attending a show, you are your brand and you are representing yourself. You are the product. So you need to always be mindful of how you represent yourself. Now, this is one that (laughs) I've had a few times before. Do not guilt trip your producer. Producers, in a contract or written agreement, which could be simple as an email, will generally specify day, time, act, role, compensation, and the approximate time to when compensation will be paid out. Compensation should be money, whether by cash or bank transfer, plus additional compensation. Like an additional compensation is entirely def- dependent on the producer, but like it might be drink vouchers or a free ticket on the door to give to somebody who you want to come along. Please do not try and get your pay fast-tracked if you've agreed to the producer's terms. The majority of industry producers need to wait until the tickets have uh, the tickets, uh, revenue has gone through and has been paid out into their bank account before they can pay their performers. And the producer will usually specify that in your offer email. It can take from anywhere to three to seven days. The producer doesn't need to hear your story about how you're low on rent money or that you don't have enough money to put food on the table, okay? It's not the producer's problem. Don't guilt trip them into trying to give you your money early if you know that they don't have it. Like, I've had this a few times before, um, and I, I know that sounds really harsh, and it probably sounds really mean of me, but it's just like, if you've agreed to the terms and conditions, then honor the terms and conditions and the worst thing that I've found is I've had this happen to friends of mine and it's a hard thing to deal with when you know if you know that your friend's in a bit of a tight spot and they come to you and say can you please pay me out early and I'm like well I can't I don't have that money but then you feel really guilty because you want to help them contracts and agreements are set in stone for these exact purposes and if look, if I was to get paid out early and one of my performers came to me and said, I'm in a real dire straits, please help. I'll say, Look, as soon as I get the money through, I will help you out. If I have the money there, then I will help them out. But please don't put your stresses upon the producer. They've already got enough as it is. Okay? It makes us feel real shit. <laughs> and it's just another layer of stress onto an already demanding job. Also, another thing, don't try to change your fee at the 11th hour right like a lot of the times our budgets are, budgets are already stressed like I know that I try to pay my performers the best that I absolutely can but if you try and change the agreement or be like oh no I want more for this and I want more for this then no that's just diva behavior and I'm sorry but nobody can get away with that in New Zealand this if you have a problem with the fee that has been set out then this is something that you need to be in discussion with a producer. Before before you confirm and agree to it, not after the fact. Of course there is uh, de- there is allowances for these kind of things, like if a, de- if a producer goes and demands another act from you, or throws an ad rehearsals with you after the agreement has been had, then for sure ask for more money, like yeah, definitely. But don't, and yeah, don't let a producer take you for a ride, but if it's a simple clear clap thing where you've already discussed the act you are you've already discussed a fee When it will be paid out and then you come and be like, oh no, I want an extra hundred dollars. Well, sorry mate That's probably not gonna happen Long story short Keep up communication Don't assume gigs will always come your way You still need to hustle Have your own back and invest in your art and brand by getting some professional photog- photos done if you have to pay for it, so be it, in terms of your professional photos and stuff. Remember, sometimes to be able to make money, you've got to spend money. Be professional. Be considerate of other people. Don't guilt trip your producer. And read your contacts contracts thoroughly. So, 30 minutes. See, I told you. I was like, I have a 20-minute limit. And then I will probably get to 30 minutes. So look at that. Woohoo! <laughs> oh. Uh, so I hope that you have enjoyed that. I hope that it has been uh, educational. I will, when my internet comes back up, <laughs> um, I will put this uh, podcast on for you, and I will link the uh, I will link the blog post in the show notes for you. If you like this podcast, then please feel free to do a screenshot of it and send it uh you know tag me on instagram or the Bookface, and uh yeah if you like if you want more of this kind of stuff then let me know if you vibe with it then let me know uh the ways that you can support me as an artist is by going to my instagram at nat hugel creative or uh, my facebook page at nat hugel creative or uh, you can go to my websites or nat or lilyloka.com uh my new production site is vavavum.co.nz but it is currently under maintenance so i will let you know when that is gonna go live because i'm excited okay i'm excited right well um i am going to go now and i am going to go edit this so thank you so much for listening make sure you share on your socials if you enjoyed this and i will see you back here very soon